Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, two matches to go in the 2019 cricket season and they are massive. Bolton and Collingham go head-to-head at the playing field while the winner of the Division D clash between Newark, R&M and Hicklin will be promoted. It's that simple. Tonight, we talk to Clippo and Pipesy. Tomorrow night, we talk to the chairman of Newark, R&M. Gary Edgington joins us to look at a hit-and-miss summer for our local sides and we catch up with, waiting to be confirmed, but we think we're right, Newark's leading wicket-taker. Also the vice-captain of the Division H champions, Bolton Seconds, the one and only, Miss Tranter. This is Radio Newark Sport. I'm Mick Bradley. He's Tony Smith. And these are the cricket headlines you might have missed when we was on our hollybobs. And for all those asking, I still don't know if I've got the job at Pirate FM. Ooh-ah, ooh-ah. <laughs> a few weeks ago, both Bolton and Collingham suffered in a day that can only be labelled as not in the spirit of the game. The first weekend of our holiday saw Revenge Saturday, with Bolton turning over LSC in their own backyard, while Collingham enjoyed putting a hold on Clifton's promotion hopes at Dalefield. You see... Proper cricket won out in the end. Week two, and hanging off the lighthouse to try and get hold of the internet. <laughs> Bolton collected 20 points from their must-win match against Notts Casuals. Tim Clipson leading from the front before falling four short of a century. And he was run out. Yeah. Run out, four short of a century. He is talking to Mr Dobby again, though. Collingham fell into the relegation fight after losing at Beaver and Eden Tranter's Bolton seconds beat Kimberley to go into the last weekend of the season, leading Division H by 11 points. Veteran batsman Alan Jackson hitting 70. See, where there's talent, there's always talent. Week three proved a great day for the Bolton Cricket Club with another comprehensive victory securing the first team's Division A status. And the youngster of the side, Tom Shepherd, taking three wickets. Meanwhile, the seconds collected 17 points, and as you've guessed by now, were crowned Division A champions. Division A, Division H champions. That's promoted them, hasn't it? Collingham's poor season continued with a big defeat at West Bridgeford, but the good news is, Notts Casuals also got beat, so whatever happens at the weekend, neither Bolton or Collingham are going to get relegated and we've got two more local derbies to look forward to next summer lots more cricket to come but uh, first of all we look at the big story of the day or more to the point the big story of the last three weeks in uh, trouble I don't tell Tony what the story is and I'm expecting him to make some comments on it but as he always tells us he is a professional journalist the demise of Berry Football Club I never tell you I'm professional. True. The device of Berry Football Club and can anything to be done to stop it happening again and was the EFL right to basically kick them out? 
Yeah, they're t- t- totally within the rights of the EFL. Uh, but I feel desperately sorry for uh, Bury's supporters and uh, and staff because there was a very uh, heartfelt article the following day after their expulsion by one of the Bury players. I think one of the four remaining Bury players that's still on the books. And he said the first thing he had to do on getting the news was put his uh, house up for sale because he can't afford to pay the mortgage. I mean, things like that. This is ten- this is you know I mean this is this tends to get bypassed, don't mm. it? The, the um, chap that run the the youth academy there um, last sixteen of the youth cup um, quarterfinals of the youth cup twenty something players getting into the first team over his nine year tenure is out of a job. Yeah, it's it's just tremendously sad, but it's not something that's happened overnight, and there's a lot of people at Bury. I've obviously handled the financial situation very badly, but uh, the guy who bought them out for a pound, um, how he f- how he passed the fit and proper process. Now, is, is this where the, AF- the EFL have got it wrong? All this buying clubs for a pound. Alan Hardy bought County for a pound, didn't he, or whatever. You mm. know, and it, it's buying clubs for a pound. It it can't. I I could buy Barry then, but the thing is that. Um, Derby County uh, made a £14 million profit last season, but only because their chairman or their owner bought the ground off them. Now, the league rules stipulate that you can't sell your ground to the owner, but both they and Sheffield Wednesday have done so, and that's why Steve Gibson at uh, Middlesbrough is attempting to sue Derby County at the moment. The only reason they made a £14 million profit was he bought the ground off them at Pride Park for £80 million. How come a f- football-sized <laughs> piece of land in Derby... I mean, you can understand if it was Fulham. Next, on, next on, to the on, on an industrial estate. Property development, but yeah. Pride Park, I've been there. And it's basically a Sabutio pitch... A, 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 a Sabutio ground... As you say, in the middle of an industrial I, Is Bolton and Bury a blip, or are you going to see... No, you Is got, this a tip of an iceberg? You've got Macclesfield Town, for example. Uh, you've got many, many football clubs that are hanging on by their fingernails. And once one of them goes, as in Bury, you're going to see a domino effect. Because people are going to stop trying to cling on. And, you know, the... The, the, the football league clubs have always been a solid 92, but the people running them have, have let them go into decay. I mean, that's the reason that Sol Campbell has left Macclesfield, because they're in financial chaos. Bolton Wanderers were saved at the very last minute and were very, very lucky. It would have been an absolute disaster if Bolton and Bury had gone. If a company is no longer viable, it, it, it mm. closes down, and basically a football yeah. club these days is not a community asset, it's a company. You don't, you don't go into football as, a, as an owner to make money. You know, uh, Gary Clark isn't, isn't the owner or the, the, the money man behind Newark Flow Serve because he wants to make a profit. You do it for love, but you also do it with the responsibility of care. And you can't just treat it as a plaything, as your hobby, as a toy. You've got to run it, as, as you say, as a business, as a company. And, you know, people go into um, football clubs as owners uh, or financiers 
because they have been successful in business and then they go into football and they just treat it as like sort of monopoly money it's ridiculous yes i think it's going to get to worse before it gets right right at the top look at leeds united and what peter ridgedale did and it's not just little teams like bury it's it's the big boys who get battered by bad men it's a long time since anybody said right at the top and leeds united in the same sentence Let's hope that continues for a long time as well. Anyway, our cricketers have managed to dodge the rain for most of the summer. I think I can count on one hand the wonderful, pleasant evenings I look forward to at Dalefield and Bolton playing fields. But um, the sun does look set to shine on Saturday, he says, with his fingers crossed for one last big hurrah in the cricket season. And it's um, the delayed Bolton... Collingham match, I say delayed, it was scheduled for right at the beginning of the season but uh, there was a wedding on and of course nothing nothing can get in the way of a wedding or um, the players will get in serious trouble so we're going to try and catch up with Tim Clitchen and David Pipes tonight and I think already Tony's uh, having a chat out there and uh, that means he's actually got um, Tim Clitchen on the phone Tim, good evening Evening mate, you're right. I'm good, thank you, are you? Yeah, good, thank you. I think yeah. if the season started in the middle of July, you'd be champions. Yeah, yeah, no, we've had a good finish to it. Uh, we always start a bit slow, and then we keep going. Um, it is something we spoke about just recently, you know, about probably trying to get a few pre Tim, I've lost uh, you. Stay in one hello? place, hang off the ceiling, hello? do whatever you did to start with. Are you there? I'm hello? here. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, it is something we've spoke about, and, um, you know... Before we've probably had a few Sunday games, um, you know, in the past few years before um, these last couple of years that we've we've played those and then got going off those. But just this last couple of years, we've um, we've not bothered. We have had a couple of pre-season friendlies, but not really. You know, we need a couple of things to get us going. I think you need you need to get that bit sorted out for next season because once you got yeah. going, there's been no stopping you. Um, yeah. The most entertaining match of the whole summer took place at Dalefield between Collingham and Bolton, and if it's half as good on Saturday, we're all in. We're all in for an absolute treat. Um, at one stage, one of you or both of you could have been in trouble. As it is, all you're playing for is bragging rights. Thankfully, because I want to see both teams in that top division, because I've got two more local derbies to look at. Um, but bragging rights is important, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, no, it's always good to try and get one over on the locals. Um, you know, we've got a good relationship with Collingham, to be fair. Um, but, yeah, no, it's always good to... It. We've had a lot of good games against them over the years. Um, let's hope Saturday's another one. I'm absolutely sure it will be, and we really are looking forward to it. I can't let you go without mentioning it. 96 and run out <laughs> by the lad you've yeah. been playing cricket <laughs> with all your career. Coffee. And you didn't quite get back. No, no, I was fairly, I was fairly close, but um, just you know, the legs were a bit tired at that point as well, aren't they? And um, yeah, I think I, I think I did run my single, but Chris was stood still on his back uh, at the other end. Who was who was the most disappointed? Um, I was gutted to be fair because I never, I, I felt so. Um, 
like in control you know I was uh, the best about it for years and I didn't feel as though I was going to get out um, obviously dad was there watching as well and it would have been nice to get a hundred while he was there watching but you know it's one of those things Mick it, it it's a team game, isn't it? And those things can always happen. Well, I've known uh, I've known Chris Dobby for years, and Chris would have been absolutely gutted oh, by he it. Was, yeah, as soon as he got out, he come back and gave me an organ. Said, "I'm really sorry, mate." So, <laughs> you know, it was um, it was one of those things. You know, I, I did it to Melinda. I think Melinda was on ninety nine, and um, <laughs> I did it to him. He, I think he got three tons on the trot, and he was going for his fourth one, and we ended up having a bit of fiasco, and he got run out. But yeah, no one of those things like I say and you just got to get on with it haven't you it happens it happens in life mate it, it yeah. does but uh, the main thing is um, you're in the runs you get in the runs and uh, you're going into um, Saturday in absolute prime form very quickly because I'm going to talk to Pipes in a couple of minutes um, I'm going to talk to Eden as well later on you must be so proud of the seconds yeah brilliant really really chuffed for Brett um, you know I always say that it's very hard for those because we obviously we get pick of the players etc and they have to go with who we don't pick um, and if if we're struggling for numbers that means they're struggling for numbers whereas if they're struggling for numbers it's it's you know it's it's it goes down the line doesn't it you know all down to the return to the cricket pitch of a veteran batsman yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, um, you know, we had to call on him. Obviously, while you've not we've not been on the radio, yeah. we've called on him a couple of times, and he's been with us. Um, and um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad for Nara. He's gone there and he's done his um, done his bit and proved he's still got it. You know, it's um, it must be hard for him to be you know mentally still be able to do it but physically obviously as you get older it's like you said to me his legs just can't work as quick as they used to but you know <laughs> I put him at short third man with uh, bubbly bowling when we was playing at Ellerslie and he says to me if this isn't straight at me I'm not going to stop it I says well if it's not straight at anybody else they're not going to stop it so you're alright there <laughs> <laughs> oh brilliant Tim and on that note I've got to rush off because we've got a busy old night um, I'll say it to both of you you and Pipesy best of luck on Saturday and uh, let's just hope for a, a cricket festival yeah no problem thanks mate, thanks, mate. talk to you soon bye bye and that's a wonderful Tim Clipson and Tony's now rushed off out to um, ring David Pipes to get Collingham's perspective on um what is going to be an absolute classic match. While he's doing that, I'll tell you that um, Newcar and Emma play Hicklin in Division D in their last match of the season. Four points separate the team. So, quite simply, whoever wins are going to get promoted in second spot. And if that's Newark, they'll go to sea and overtake Sarfall, who's been relegated to D. So, Newark on the up. Sarfall, very much not on on the up but uh, we'll wait and see on that one straight back to the phone lines and to get uh, the um away team's view on saturday afternoon we welcome david pipes pipesy good evening hello mate how you doing i'm all right thank you um it's not been the best of seasons for the dalefield first team has it R- really it's uh, we and we expected more yeah it's been one of those um difficult seasons for this year Especially after the year we had last, so um, we have a come down. So um, we just haven't um, 
played played the cricket that we wanted to play at various points throughout the season. To be fair, um, and I don't think um, anyone in the in the team would, would probably disagree with that. I mean, it got to the stage, and I mean, it was absolutely unthinkable. But if casuals had won at the weekend, and three teams got relegated, you'd probably need to go into Saturday needing to win the game. Yeah, it was. It was certainly on the back of my mind, and possibly one or two others, that we needed a, a decent load of points on Saturday. Just gone, and, uh, and we topped that up. To be fair, um, and. Arsenal one was was quite interested in finding out how Unity Council were going on after <laughs> the game. So, <laughs> but thankfully, and well, never like normally say this, but Ellis had done us a bit of a favour. To be honest, on, on that the, fir- the, the first time for everything, David. They don't do anybody any favour, no. do they? <laughs> um, so, as I said to Tim, it, it's really all down to bragging rights. But bragging rights is important in sport. Always is, yeah. Um, just heard it there, and um, yeah, we, we all get on. Uh, mostly, and um, but we you want to stick one on them, don't you? It's as simple as that. <laughs> we had it when they worked years ago, and, and now it's Alberton, so no difference there, to be honest. Um, yeah, yeah, be happy to walk away with uh, a better result than them. Yeah, and then they'll go for a pint afterwards <laughs> to end the season, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Um, depends if Jack Kerr lets him in the bar after beat them, but... Um, <laughs> I'm sure will. If you spend any money, I'm sure he'll let you in, David. Yeah. <laughs> David, thank you so much for all summer. We'll catch up with you in the winter, because um, I, like you, are keeping a close eye on what's happening at Old Trafford, and I'm sure sooner or later we'll need to talk about that subject. Brilliant. Look forward to it. <laughs> Thanks, mm-hmm. Dave. See yeah, you on Saturday. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's David Pipes. And yeah, I mean, bragging rights is important. Whatever the sport is, you know, if Newark Tennis Club are playing Corton or um, Flow Saver playing Newark or whatever, bragging rights is important, isn't it? Well, I can only relate to my experience at the Advertiser when uh, I was a reporter at Notts County and we had a reporter called Billy Phillips, bless him, who came from Wrexham and Notts County were playing Wrexham, and that week in the office, the banter sometimes got close to the knuckle, and uh, Notts County <coughs> got the winner uh, in the 90th minute to win 1-0, and I very unprofessionally jumped up in the press box and omitted a word which was picked up on the following night by Central News. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't, don't swear again. Dave, Dave, uh, David Crampton listens to this show, and he's a vicar's son. Remember, right? Coming up, um, coming up. We'll, we'll put a bit of reality into the conversations um, with the voice of the league, Gary Edgington's next. Time to go down to the last time this season to the county that does not know how to make a cream tea properly and talk to Gary Edgington. <laughs> Gary, good evening. Good evening. <laughs> Well, they do. They do it wrong. They put the jam and the cream wrong. You know, they are wrong. It's as simple as that. Anyway, what's this about? The day I come to the lizard, you went to St. Ives. I know. He's avoiding me. Well, once again, you see, you don't give me any notice, do you? Off I trot to St. Ives, get in the middle of St. Ives, get a message. I'm in the lizard. Where are you? (laughs) Great. Never mind. You can never trust these delivery drivers. If they tell you, they'll just put a card through your door and say they've been. Gary, I think it's... I don't think it's been a classic cricket season, and the reason it's not been a classic cricket season is the weather has never really been 
perfect on much at all, has it? We've had cold, we've had rain, we've had wind, and very occasionally we've had sunshine. Yeah, been a middling season. Uh, it's very selfish weather down here. It's been a lot better for the cricket. I think we yeah. lost one weekend down in Devon, Dorset, and Somerset. So uh, it's tender to hit us on a Wednesday and a Thursday, and then we give it you for the weekend. <laughs> exactly. We've got two cracking matches to finish the season. We've just been talking to um, Clippo and Pipes here. They're playing for bragging rights, but at about sort of. Three, four o'clock on Saturday afternoon when I got back from Cornwall and was looking at the league tables, I was beginning to get a little bit worried, especially for Collingham. Well, Ellerslie obviously had a lot to play for. It would have meant a monumental slip-up by Clifton. So Ellerslie had all to play for. Um, so it wasn't as if it was a dead rubber. Uh, and I think I mentioned on the past, I was like, if, if I want casuals to lose a game, I always want them to bat second because I don't think they're very good chasers they're a good set inside but on the other hand I don't know if you've had a look at the Notch Premier League table since the weekend but Farnsfield lost at the weekend and have now dropped into 11th place so if the season was to have two more washouts a team from the Bassett Law Farnsfield would be relegated and a team from the South Notch would be relegated that being Gedling Colliery now, as I say, there's two fixtures to go. Um, Attenborough were the team I thought were going to be dragged down, but they had a cracking uh, win at the weekend. Hucknall are in trouble. Plumtree are still in trouble, although they have got Gedling Collier the last match of the season. Um, so it's still a play for. I don't think it's going to... I think it will go down to the final weekend now. Um, but we're not bothered anymore, because Collingham and... Fondon are not going, uh, well, Collingham is, and Boston are not going down. Headache. It is a headache for the league uh, in total. I mean, I mean I've got, I've had a look at it all season because this implodes on us and one of the, I'll put it to the committee to have a chat about the way you solve this because we would have to relegate three teams all the way down the pyramid unless there's a vacancy and that vacancy occurs this year when Underwood wrapped up. But you imagine the headache you're promoting two, you relegate mm. three where the, a quick solution is only to promote one team from Division B. It, it, it's not... I mean, we'll talk about this when we've got more time, but I, I don't know the answer, so so it's wrong for me to probably to criticise, but, you know, you get two-thirds of the way through the season and somebody comes out with Rule 17H, Appendix 2, Paragraph 4, you know, three teams might get relegated and it, 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 it it's a kick in the teeth for all those teams that think they've just about done enough yeah. and I'm, I, I know you you know it's probably an almost impossible answer but it's not good because I'm a great believer at the beginning of the season you sh you know you're playing for two up two down full stop yeah uh, it's, it, as I say it's we have to we have to remind clubs of that rule they, they all mm. know the rule but nobody's minded in two out of the last three seasons when no team from our league has come down and we've promoted three teams. They don't, we don't hear the grunts and grunts. No, you, you know, OK, I'll... I'll so you can never win. You never win. When of course you can't win. And talking of never winning, Gary, before we get on to the last season, I want to get a bit political with you because you had a bit of a, a spat on Saturday night on social media. Me and countless other cricket supporters in this county sit with an iPad or something in front of us in the whole of the Saturday night 
glued to that one social media page, we're not going to let the idiots win, are we? No, but it, it gets to a point. Bear in mind that I love my cricket. Yeah, I went. I go to work now most Saturdays, and I come home, and within an hour, I'm starting to do the results now because then I'll have my tea. I, we don't, I, you know, I smoke, so I have a cigarette. The results will take me between three and four hours because I have to check every resort. I may have to, and I have to adjudicate the points because people haven't got the. Um, yeah, I've so many different people do it. They get the points on, so yeah, check yeah. the points. I then input it onto play cricket, which generates a league table. And then over the last month, I've dealt with more issues of people attacking other clubs. Now, Spirit of Cricket is nothing to do with the Facebook page. There are procedures put in place for that. And it's got to a point where I have to stop doing the results to answer a question. Stop doing the results to answer a question. Bearing in mind then, I'm at work on Sunday, because I work at the weekend. Can we not just chuck these people off? I haven't got... I can mute them for a week. I can ban them, like we've obviously have had to ban a few people this season. Um, it, it's people that have had two pints of lager. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can get hold of the phone and... And it, it's just getting ridiculous. Mm. So, I was always taught by a great salesman friend of mine, right? When you become a good salesman, you become a buyer. And he said, the best way to sell something to anybody is to take it away from them. That's why I haven't made any further comment on that page, <laughs> and I won't do for about a fortnight. I'll let them stew. Yeah, you, There's you, no you, way we're yeah. losing it, but if you threaten to take something yeah. away from somebody yeah. I'm with you. that they can't have, they want it. We need to give and you I've the power to... I've had some lovely comments, I've had some lovely <laughs> private messages, and I haven't had one sarcastic remark. Because the other week I got a sarcastic remark, I thought, I'm not biting, son. Mm. You don't know me, you've never met me. I'm probably played against your dad, and if your dad's anything like you, your dad was an idiot. But I am not allowed to say that, and professionalism won't let me tell people. I, I, I was an administrator in local sport for years, Gary, I know exactly where you're coming from, and the, there is a saying, though, don't let the wear you down. Yeah, well, I've just thought I'm going to take it away from them. Yeah. I haven't even wrote a letter to committee, so they don't know that. Well, the people in Collingham, Boulderton, Newark, Newark, no, yeah. yeah, but they're not the idiots. Well, yeah. mm, not, all the time. I haven't had one problem, <laughs> I don't think. And you know me, I will. If someone from your area, yeah. I call it my area now, would add name on my radio station. Exactly. I would quite happily name and shame. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, that's. Um, I'm. Pl I'm pleased, and I, I know it's not going away. Um, I'm going to shut up now, Gary, because I want you to go through what our local size did in the 2019 cricket season. All yours. Right, from top to bottom. Review of the season. As you mentioned to Tim, I was listening live. Boulderton, what a great second off. Hats off. Hats off. They can finish fifth, and I think they will. They need to get two points on Saturday to finish fifth and go above Beaver. Collingham with 20 points can finish sixth, but then they've got to restrict Boulderton to no points. So I think, and David uh, commented on it, I think, you know, for everyone down there, I've heard it'd be a disappointing season. Uh, promised so much. They're in my three for the title, and they're the ones that let me down for the TriCast. So it's a good job Willie Mill didn't have 50p of our money on that TriCast. As you quite rightly said, game of the weekend, though, irrespective of the local derby, anyone get your backsides down to go and watch Newark R&M and Hickling. 
Uh, if Hickling win, as you again said, mate, uh, they'll go up uh, as runners-up. They've got to be careful of two players, in my opinion, from that side, Mike and Peter Playle, both all-rounders. I think if you can get uh, them out early, you've got a great chance, boys. And uh, wherever I am, I shall, if the Newark guys can keep updating, uh, play cricket for me that day, it would be a great, uh, a great Philip one, because I think I'll be out on the roads. Fondon uh, finished seventh. What promised so much, petered out, but uh, they're still in Division D and can go again next year. In Division E, Flinton went up as runners-up uh, and a creditable fourth for Collingham Twos. So uh, two of our sides were always up in the top, but Flinton, as I said, they're either first or second all year and they'll enjoy uh, life in Division D, which could give us Another local derby next year, Flinton, Fondon, and if Newark don't go up, we've got six. Cornton, uh, they can finish fourth in their division. They've got one game to go. That's against Hucknall. They're, I think, sixth and seventh in the table, and a win for Cornton will, say, shoot them up to fourth. Sadly, uh, relegation for Newark RNM2s, who were relegated from Division J. Uh, and as you said, Rightly before, Bolderton 2's champion of Division H. My message to a certain captain on Saturday morning obviously inspired the team. I'm taking full credit for that one. Uh, a great win for Fawn 2's at the weekend uh, over Nottingham Death uh, meant they escaped relegation. I didn't realise until I uh, looked at my facts and figures, but yeah, if they hadn't have won that, they'd have gone down. So uh, fair play to Fawn 2's. Coddington and Winthorpe miss out on promotion from L by finishing third, and Collingham finished eighth in Division L. And finally, Newark R&M3s finished fourth in Division N. One relegation, one promotion, maybe two. So, two of our sides in the top, top echelons of Nottinghamshire cricket. It's all boding well. I hate I, I, I to correct the master, but I've got it as two promotions, possibly three. Ooh, I missed. Flintham and Bolton seconds are already up, and Newark R&M could go up. Yeah, I, I just can't count, man. Yeah, you see, I, I see, I, I, right. you see it proves right. I'm listening intently to you. So, I mean, that's not been a bad season, has it? I mean, you know, it's... I think Collingham have underperformed. I mean, I mean, without doubt, and as Pipes has said, they have. But they've had two good seasons, so, you know, it, what comes around comes around, don't it? And I think this season they just haven't performed to their ability. Balderton, to me, you must start the season in the middle of July in future. Um, but, you know, rugby and cricket, Gary, I, I think football has a ridiculously long pre-season. But rugby and cricket just seem to... Oh, that's the first week of the season. That's when we'll start for a lot of teams. They don't make the effort that I think they should do pre-season. Well, clubs, Collingham are probably in a better position than Boulderton because isn't Boulderton used... Is it just used solely for cricket? Or no, it's used for football as well, but only on a Sunday. But, you know, then again, you've got to think of the groundsman, you know. Even yeah. How much time do the groundsman get on these municipal pitches where Collingham is dedicated cricket, so is Flintham, I've been there I've not been to Newark R&M I know Fondon is dedicated to cricket in that area played twice there I believe 
So he's your groundsman, you know. The, one of the three unsung heroes of well, all cricket sides. To- and talking of groundsmen, the one at Newell Coronem's got a little bit more work to do, Gary, because on Sunday they opened their second pitch. Ah. So there is now two cricket grounds well, at, you can, uh, at Newell Coronem, and it looks an absolute stunner. Well, if Mr Smith can take... Has he got a, a new phone? Could he take me a picture and send it to my Facebook page and we'll put Newell Coronem's uh, new pavilion on? Uh, I didn't say pavilion, I said cricket pitch. Well, send me a picture of the pitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, the I'll winter, do that. I change the, pi- the, the pictures quite often. I will, be, uh, I will be putting a certain champion's picture up uh, this weekend. <laughs> I, 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 season's I, I, over. Because I, I, they are the only champions in the area. Yeah. It's my page, I can put whatever exactly. picture I want on the front. Exactly. I, would, I would love to be able to send you a picture... Gary, but unfortunately, my IT knowledge is minimal at the best, so I, I wouldn't know how to put a picture well, on and I'll well, send it to you. Well, somebody from Newark R&M to take me a picture and send it to my Facebook page, yeah. and I can sort it from there. I'll do that. Lovely. I've just had um, a message in from Tim Clipton. Can you thank Gary from everybody at Boulderton, please? He does a great job. And that's just coming from Tim Clipton. Thanks, Tim. The and fire's on its way in the post. And I agree, because it's... You know, you have a day's work, and then you come on here for half an hour every, every week. It's uh, beyond... It's beyond... It's beyond the duty. If you're we, sending out money, I think you do a great job as well, Gary. <laughs> I'm, I'm now officially broke. That's me tennis spending money for the week <laughs> off Wendy. I might have to go capping on for a sub again in about ten minutes. Let's have a few facts and figures about individuals in our area. Right then. We'll build up, we'll build up, shall we? Right. Fielders in the area. Right, I've got the, just for our clubs. Right, the fielders, so the outfielders. This isn't including your wicketkeepers. In third place, so I'm going to mention 12 people here. <laughs> in third place, Sam Baker of Newark R&M with nine Ooh. catches. In second place, from Fondon, John Eason with 11. And the safest pair of hands in the area is young Mr. Jack Copley with 17 from Collingham. Wicket-keeping victims, this is solely for wicket-keepers, Carl Squires Ooh. with 9 from Newark r <laughs> In second place, Ross Taylor with 11 from Collingham. And the safest man to keep wicket in the area, Chris Morris of Boulderton with 14. Bowling in the area. <laughs> in third place, is there a drum roll coming? <laughs> oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> in third place, bronze medal, Matt Evans, 27, <laughs> Newark, Ransom and Miles. In second place, from Boulderton, with 31 victims, Eden Tranter. And with 32 victims, winning by one wicket, John Eason of Farndon. Oh, robbed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to get defriended by the Boulderton 2. Yeah, Yeah, Miss Tranter after you for a recount. (laughs) (laughs) Tim Clipsham wants a rethink. More LBWs, tell her. Should be walking right. around outside your ass with placards, you know, we want to revote. Batting. The third highest scorer in the area from Collingham with 483 runs, Jacob Fisher. 
In second place from Farndon with 496 runs, Mikkel. Martin Hill. Why are they calling him Mick? <laughs> and the leading run scorer in the league with four centuries and 839 runs to his name, Mr. Mohammed Nahim. <laughs> and he is the ice run scorer in the entire league. Brilliant. Just go back to the catches. Jack Copley, was that 17? 17. <laughs> that involves a couple behind the wicket. That's how play cricket does it. But he's, right. he's obviously kept wicket and fielded out, so he has to go in total catches yeah. on my... Oh, that's excellent stats. Well done, young sir. The last one I want to pay tribute to is a certain Mr Lucas at Collingham, who I believe has retired after 40 years. I think he deserves a mention tonight. There was something put on Facebook. I, I don't know the gentleman, but I thought it would be nice to give him a mention. Charlie Lucas has, yeah. played, for, has played Collingham, played for Collingham for many, many years. Yeah, and I believe... It Very looked good like he retired on Saturday after 40 years and he got a lot of uh, a lot of comments, so I just thought I'd drop that in. <coughs> He's an absolutely lovely fella. Mm, I've never I've nev never met him, uh, but I just thought we'll finish off with uh, a curveball. I'm sure he'd appreciate that. Yeah. But is it 40 years playing the sport that you love? For one team? Yeah. You can cope with that, can't you? You really can. So, there's one, one week to go, Gary, just a, a handful of matches, albeit a couple of very important ones as far as we're concerned, um, and then you put the books to bed for a few months? Uh, I have a month I have a month where I do diddly squat, uh, and then I start, and when the Facebook page gets its um, new lease of life with a bit of uh, muscle from the committee, which I shall get, or ask for, um, and then I'd, I'd just run it over the winter. People, you know, can advertise what they want. That's what yeah. I said. There's so much they can do with a Facebook page. Why would they want to spoil it? Exactly. You know I mean? I'll let them advertise the fixtures free, uh, any private dances or events they've got in. We've put more stats on there that you can shake a stick at. They can send all the pictures they want. They have a free results service, you know. And our sponsors, you know, they can advertise free of charge. I just want a bit. I just want a bit more muscle. So if I've got an idiot on there, right, like, you know, well, off. you should have the. You should have that button that says "Gone Forever." Mm. Well, that that's what I did, did say the other week. We were going to have a site because, as I say, this, I, I won't go into details. Mm. But we've about eighteen months ago, the committee asked me to revoke everybody who I'd ever kicked off, and I agree. Regrettably, I agree, uh, agreed to it. Um, and I bet, it, and I bet it's the same names. Uh, it's, it's the same names again. Yes. Well, a, a couple. Yes. So Clifton have got promoted from um, Division A, which I think is what you told us at the start of the season would yeah, be more than likely will, to happen. Gedlin are definitely down. So Clifton will swap places with uh, Gedlin Colliery, and then I don't know or don't care who's going up from the basketball, but they could replace one of our other sides. Yeah. But. Uh, Gedlin and Sherwood won the uh, cup the other day, beating Ellerslie, so that'll please Pipesy. <laughs> <laughs> and they're a good set of lads, they've got a lot of time for That'll be an excellent fixture. Um, they play at Regatta Way. They used to play behind the Chateau before the pavilion got burned down. We actually played on the Saturday, and on the Sunday night, the pavilion got uh, torched. 
used to play at the Chateau on uh, Wilfred Lane. I think I played football there, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's near Forest. Yeah. It's near Forest. I'm going back an awful long time, but uh, I've been there footballing. Yeah, Gresham, Gresham playing fields. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. Area. I did say right at the kickoff of this program. I, I labelled it not for the spirit of the game and revenge, and revenge Saturday. And um, we had a weekend that I didn't think was cricket. But apart from that, um, the cricket I have seen, I've enjoyed. Well, you've seen more than me, mate. The only game mm. I saw was the yeah. But what a day! What I can't a day! The rematch. I can't make the rematch. Yeah. But I think we might have to come up again next year and. Uh, and do the same again. Have uh, a repeat. I think that's a cracking idea, Gary. Gary, thank you so much for all the time that you've given Radio Newark Sport over the summer. We really do appreciate it. Um, and if there's any big cricket stories coming up over the next few months, we'll be ringing Devon to um, to get your opinion. But from everybody in Newark, thank you for everything that you do. Um, I know our difficulties to administrate a league, especially from best part of 250 miles away, but absolutely cracking job enjoy your break and we'll catch up with you very soon Gary hey. thank you so much take care mate thanks thank for you. your time Cheers, bye. Gary. bye the wonderful Gary Edgington who's guided us I think Tony <laughs> through the cricket season hasn't he yes I and mean. he really has and we really uh, those are fantastic stats we, we really do appreciate all his efforts I'm Mick Bradley he's Tony Smith and if you don't know by now, this is the unique Radio New York Sport, live on FM and DAB. And don't forget, if you missed any of our shows, simply go to the Radio New York website, look under the podcast section, find Radio New York Sport, and I think there's about 426 hours to listen to, so it will just uh, while away a few days. Insomniac's delight. It is. Coming up next, um, the wonderful and the second best bowler, <laughs> in the New York area. Apparently. Miss Eden Tranter. <laughs> I think we all knew this, but she's come out fighting. Gary, if you're listening, you're in trouble. <laughs> oh dear. Uh, was we welcome to Radio Note Sport once again, Miss Eden Tranter. Eden, good evening. Hello, are you all right? I'm all right. Now, we've just heard from Gary um, that you're the second best bowler in the New York area behind Fondon's John Eason by one. But... I am absolutely sure you're not taking that one lying down. No, definitely not. Uh, I'd like to correct Gary on that one, given that the way that they uh, work out the um, bowling awards in the in the leagues is by average, and I think, Gary, you'll find that I've still got the best average. <laughs> so that still puts me at number one. <laughs> <laughs> so we're now talking to the best bowler in... I'm not arguing with her. <laughs> I learnt that a long time ago. So what is your average, then? Uh, 11.5. Seven something, I think. 11.7, that's... Is it your... It, it must be your best bowling season, Eden. Oh, yeah, by, yeah, by a country mile, yeah. Absolutely. What's made the difference? Why... I mean, you've always been a decent bowler, we know that, but why... What's different this season to any other season? Um, I don't really know, to, to be honest. Probably... It's, it's been a bit of a, as cliche as it sounds, it's been more of a team effort this year, so I've had more to bowl at. So we've had, we've posted bigger scores for me to, for me to be able to attack a bit more. Um, but probably the biggest one is that I've stayed fit all year. Um, I've not, I've not missed out at all this year through fitness, so, or injuries or anything like that. So I've bowled in every game. I've bowled pretty much my maximum quota in every game, so obviously the more balls you bowl, the more chance you've got. I mean, I, I'm not 
one of these, you know, that defines, you know, oh, she's only a girl and all that sort of thing. But what you are doing in predominantly a man's sport, you must be so proud of. And you've got and you've got the likes of Rhiannon that's following following it in your footsteps, so to speak. But you're basically trailblazing for women cricketers around here. Yeah, I mean, I try. I try not to look at it like that. I try. I try to look at it as um, I've, I've put myself in this situation. I've been playing men's cricket now for thirteen years, so you can't just sort of just become like an honorary bloke, really. It's really nice to sort of hear from yourself that um, obviously there's, there's younger girls in the league that hopefully I'll be making a bit of an impression on and um, giving them something to sort of aspire to that that would be a really nice sort of legacy if, if we're going to go down that route <laughs> well, well you are it's just sim- it really is as, as, as simple as that Let, let's talk about bolds and seconds because you know you are the champions and I don't care if it's division A division H or division Z you start off the season aspiring to be the best team in the division and very few teams actually manage to achieve that you've achieved it yeah, we've as a team this year we've done really, really well. I think um we've managed to stay pretty settled. We've had good availabilities all year. Um and the guys in the team they've everybody's chipped in. I mean, I might I might have taken thirty one wickets but That's an average of eleven point seven. Yeah, just saying. Um <laughs> <laughs> but um the guys have all pulled together really. We've we've batted well, bowled well, fielded well and ultimately we've we've enjoyed the season thoroughly. I mean Obviously, having Alan come in part way through the season was a massive addition to us, um, and we're hoping that he'll he's going to stop down with us next season. Um, but yeah, everybody's pulled their weight. Um, Sam Ross has has really scored some runs, not maybe not so much towards the back end of the season, but certainly at the start of the season. And I've had bowlers bowling at the other end for me. So we've had Kieran Whiffin, um We've had uh, Ian Sellers has been down with us. Paul Colcom has been down with us. Um, and then obviously we've had the pleasure of bringing on the two youngsters so not only has it been a successful year for us um, as a as a club in terms of winning it but we've brought through two youngsters that have held, well done more than hold their own really to be honest with you So Bolton Seconds have, have done the treble really because you won the championship you're the top of the bowling awards and you've also got the Radio New York uh, Sports Quote of the Year award <laughs> <laughs> As you know, Tony, I don't have favourites. <laughs> um, <coughs> go back to the youngsters because um, one thing that could have been levelled at Bolton Cricket Club is it was pretty much a click and everybody was growing all together and in the last two or three years that's absolutely changed big time and David Lynn, I think, probably started it. Tim Clipson's mo- moving it forward but what's happening with your team it's fantastic the way you put those two youngsters in the side because they're, they're no age no they're both only 13 and you've stuck with them and they've grown as the season's gone on as well haven't they well I mean it speaks for itself really Sam bowled on Saturday and I think he got two two maybe three wickets on Saturday um, and he took a fantastic catch um, uh, it was a, re- a really crucial point. I mean, we didn't get r- we didn't get many runs on Saturday at all. It all could have gone a bit pear shaped if you'd looked at the first inning score. 
um, and a crucial point Sam took a brilliant catch and then obviously we've got Connor who is I mean I'm, I know he plays for Boulderton and I know like we're quite close as family friends so call me biased call me whatever but he's one of the most outstanding fielders in that league in fact I'd say he's the most outstanding fielder in our side by a long long way and he's 13 years old yeah and that that is that is um the future of the club um you 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 sort of preempted my script because it's got to help those youngsters and all of you when somebody like alan jackson is playing for you oh honestly i can't tell you the difference it makes um to have somebody with that sort of level of experience um stood well stood next to me when i'm bowling stands at mid-off when i'm bowling uh, with a packet of wine gums in his pocket <laughs> passes, get, promises me a wine gum if I get a wicket <laughs> <laughs> that's what, that, that's what it's all about <laughs> although I think you'll find he still owes me one uh, <laughs> but yeah I mean all, all jokes aside he's an absolutely fantastic addition to the, to the side he's a he's bowled it in club man through and through and he's he did a, he did a little jokey but emotional speech come the end of the game in the changing rooms and they uh, I think, well, I hope he's enjoyed being down with us as well. I mean, he seems to have enjoyed his cricket. He's got a fair few runs. I think if he'd have played for us last season, he'd have been up there challenging for the batting award in the in the division as well as me um, with the ball. With, well, challenging and not winning the bowling award. But um, yeah, he's you can't you can't knock having somebody with that level of experience at the standard that he's played at in your side. It's just not to be sniffed at. No, you can't. It's absolutely fantastic and. There was a time at the end of the season when you was complaining bitterly about all the aches and the pains and everything, and I'm thinking, well, is she going to call it a day because she's mumbling more than she normally mumbles? Um, you're going to be there again next season, aren't you? Uh, hopefully, if I can stay fit through the winter. Obviously, I've got football through the winter, so hopefully if I can stay fit through the winter, then, yeah, I'll be back raring to go in Division G next year. Well, we'll catch up with you sometime in the winter because we know your football and you've got a big match against Newark Town. Um, Newark Town, you are Newark Town. And against Nottingham Forest to come sometime in October, Auntie Sarah tells us. Yeah, so, um, I think it's October the 20th. We've well, got Forest at home. We'll, so. we'll have to have a look at that one. And, um, Eden, great pleasure from um, seeing you all awesome. I've seen more of you than they have the wife. But <laughs> Bless her. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly got more photos of you than they have the wife. Steady. <laughs> 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 um, we'll go to the adverts I, now. <laughs> I have really enjoyed watching watching Bolton seconds. Um, though the way those young lads are coming in and, and the way that that club has turned itself around in three years, an absolute credit. Enjoy your presentation evening, um, and we'll catch up with you sometime in the winter, and you can tell us all about Eden Tranter footballer. <laughs> all right, Mick. Cheers. Thanks. Bye-bye. Cheers, bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Joking apart, Tony, and you know it does. It is cliche time, and all these about these women trailblazing in men's sport. But you know, John Eason's credit to John Eason, fantastic thirty-two wickets. Eden Tranter, thirty-one, out of three teams at Collingham, three teams at Newark, Flinton, Cornton, Coddington. It's you know, it ain't a bad effort, is it? No, but I mean, it's 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 the way of the world, isn't it? It's 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 the modern world, and it's um, I mean, as somebody who lived with three women for twenty five years, and now I've got a granddaughter, 
Um, you know, it's, I've, I've just been surrounded by women all my life, and uh, they, they are the dominant race, <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, 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 it, cricket is not a game where you can divide the two sexes because a good woman's cricketer. There was one playing on Sunday in the President's match, uh, Sam Baker's girlfriend. She was an outstanding fielder. And you, d you didn't look upon her as a girl playing cricket, you looked upon her as a cricketer. And, 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 and that's what cricket does because a good woman cricketer beats hell out of an average club cricketer. Um, Eden Tranter's average is 11.77 and a strike weight of 27.19, according to our man in Devon. Mm. So. Mm. <laughs> I knew she would bite back. Tell him not to choke on that humble pie. <laughs> <laughs> but on most wickets taken. Um, we congratulate John Eason at... Oh, yeah. At, uh, I'd rather feel John's had his nose pushed out. Yeah, right. I do, Rob. Poor old John has had his nose pushed out on this one. <laughs> Can't be falling him. Have we got five minutes left? But, um, I'm, not, I'm not brave enough to argue. Um, I, as, as I said to me, it's been a, a messy cricket season. Mm. And, and I think it has. But, you know, at the end of it, Bolton are on the up. There's a brand new cricket ground at, at Kellam Road. Flintham have got promoted. Both our Division A teams are still Division yeah, A teams. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of it, we'll take that. It's been a bit messy with the weather. It's been a bit... Uh, that, uh, the weather's been a pain. Yeah, it's, 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 it's been a bit truncated because of that. But it's been a hugely successful one. And certainly, I know we're going to talk about it tomorrow night, but the, uh, the new development at Callum Road with the addition of that um, pitch and also the plans for a new pavilion... Uh, going up alongside that pitch. It's, it's very, very exciting times when you consider cricket's been played at Callum Road since 1795, when, when, when Stuart Preston first started. We did have this debate, didn't we? And somebody <laughs> did say that Stuart Preston was involved in that first match. Stuart, 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 Stuart's just waved and he wasn't using all his fingers. No, and I, I'm not... <laughs> he wasn't saying outside. <laughs> <laughs> As you can make, Gavin Stuart has arrived in the studio. <laughs> but no, I mean, the pitch looked absolutely fantastic. And when, when, when you get that pavilion up, then it's... Uh, it's... It's... Oh, it's going to be a joy. And when I walked out with my fellow umpire and he asked me which end I wanted, I said, well, I'd like to take the first delivery, if that's OK. And I was the first one on that ground to say play, which was which was a very proud moment. Yeah. And that's <laughs> it for tonight's show. Big thanks to Tim Clipsch and to David Byte, to Gary Edgington, and, of course, Miss Eden Tranter, the second-best bowler in the Newark area, but the one with the best average. Um, <laughs> tomorrow we turn our attention to rugby, um, but we're going to gate crash that a little bit with Luke Chignall, the chairman of Newark R&M, to talk about this fantastic new pitch. Stuart Preston's next on FM and DAB. It's going to be the farm boy himself, Andrew Channing, is going to be joining us. We're back tomorrow. We bye bye. Love you.